Hello, everyone. It's Lori Haywood Mains. Hello, everyone. I believe we're on. It's Lori Haywood Mains with Speak the Word Only broadcast and podcast. And we are on the power of the blood of Jesus. The subtitle is The Blood Healed Part 9. And uh, we're going to get right into it because we have quite a bit to cover. You can go into um, my podcast, riversgateway.com. You'll find all my podcasts there. But I'm on Podbean, um, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google. Uh, so there's lots of choices. And also the videos are on YouTube. And um, so let's get started. I always pray before I come on, so I want you to know that. Um, we're going to get right into the the power of the blood of Jesus, the blood healed. That's when he died. So what we're going to talk about, let's just bullet point real quick. Okay, so when we left off uh, yesterday, where we were, excuse me, where we were <clears throat> is <clears throat> we talked about when Jesus died on the cross and his blood destroyed the veil. And then we talked about the blood uh, is bold, and now we're talking about the blood of Jesus. And tonight we're going to talk about the blood healed. And that is really our final piece to the series of the power of blood of Jesus. With that, what I want to talk about is what we're talking about is when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you are immediately born again. You are in 2 Corinthians 5.17, you are a new creation, new creature in Christ Jesus. That means the old you dies and the new you is born again. Your spirit inside this body, we're made of three parts. Mind, will, and emotions, our physical body, and then our spirit, which is the real you. So when you get born again, when you ask Jesus to become your savior, the reason why they call it born again is because the old spirit, the old sinner, literally dies. And, uh, and God has recreated a new spirit within you, which is a new creation. So he's so intelligent. I can't get into all that right now, but I want you to understand what's happening. So with that, when we get born again, you are now saved. You're redeemed from the curse of the law, Galatians. You are, you are redeemed from the curse that was in Genesis 26, I believe, uh, where Ab Abraham read the, the blessings and the cursings. We're redeemed from that. We are set apart. We are new. But what, where the confusion comes with physical, um, physical um, illnesses and, and, and emotional mind, will, and emotion issues, where the confusion comes in is that we are still in the elements of this world system. So we are in this chaos, this chaotic world, and we, and we have to learn how to take what has been freely given to us by Jesus dying on the cross shedding his blood, giving his body for our sins once and for all. So the, so the only problem that Christians have 
with physical healing or, like I said, mind, will, and emotions. We're made of three parts. We're a body, a spirit, and a soul. Our soul is mind, will, and emotions. And then our body and our physical being, I mean, our spirit, which is born again if you receive the Lord. A lot of people don't understand how how Jesus paid the price and why am I sick? Jesus paid the price. I hear that I was healed, but why is my body sick? Why is my body not getting better? How do I do this? And so forth and so on. Well, it's very, very simple. It is the reason why you're having problems is because you have not learned the principles of the truth. You have not learned the foundation of what happened when Jesus died on the cross. That's why I'm going through this series in nine parts. I mean, I started from square one in Leviticus with the tabernacle, which I'm going to revise that one here very soon this week. Uh, so we're here to talk tonight about the how to walk as a Christian and why we can in divine health. And if your body is sick or does get sick or does get wounded or does get hurt, um, because we live again in this system as a new creation in Christ Jesus, um, we those things do happen. But you can get to a point, depending on your maturity, of, of what level you, you are going to decide that you live in. All right? Okay? So with that, everybody has a body. And some people's bodies in better physical shape than other people's bodies. And the reason why is because these two people equally made a different decision. They made a different choice. One person decided to eat right and exercise, and the other person didn't. So, so the same, that, that is the same method, the same thinking that is with divine health and healing. If you are a Christian, you've received Jesus as your Savior, you can, and if you decide to, will live in divine health, or you can receive healing in your body. Okay, it's it's not any it, it is a part of our salvation. Right. So when Jesus died on the cross, we're going to go over a few things that Jesus did. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Isaiah 53. OK, the blood healed, the blood healed past tense. What that means is when Jesus died on the cross, so many, many years ago, when he shed his blood and when he died for us, for our sins, at that time, he, like I said, he released the blessing upon anybody that decides to walk into it. Not everybody goes to heaven. Not everybody gets saved because they have decided they don't want to. This life as a born-again believer is a choice. Just like not receiving Jesus is a choice. All right. So Isaiah 53. Let's read some things about what Jesus did for us. Uh, okay. So I'm going to, to it, it, there's about 12 verses in this scripture. We are going to start with verse 3. For, so I'm going to read it and I'm going to break down some words. Okay. Looking for my pen here. All right. Verse 3. 
Now they're talking about Jesus when he was on the cross, okay? <clears throat> he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteem him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now, let's see. Now I'm going to come down. Yeah, verse 6. All we, all we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. And with his stripes, we are healed. Then all we like, let's see, he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter as a sheep before his shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. We are going to go down to verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, and he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Okay, so now we're going to go back and break down some of this. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, what, what, what was happening here? It's verse 4, Isaiah 53. Surely he had borne Jesus hanging on the cross, dying for you, dying for me, hanging on that cross. He bore, he bore our griefs. Griefs is, is physical pain, okay? He took physical pain in his body. He carried our sorrows, pain, internally. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. He, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions, and that means rebellion. He was wounded for our rebellion, your rebellion and my rebellion. He was bruised for our iniquities, bruised as destroy vital organs for our iniquities. Iniquities is our moral acts, okay? But he was wounded for our transgressions, our rebellion. He was bruised. His his vital organs were destroyed for our immoral, wicked act. The chastisement, the punishment, the penalty of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, and we are healed. And stripes is um, the Roman flagrum. And that means the Roman flagrum was a... It was a um, scourge, I'm going to read this, consists of a rope with metal balls, bones, and metal spikes. And that scourge they would take and they would whip. They would, they would put some, you've seen it in movies, but they would take this. It was, a, it looked, it, it was, you had a handle and then off it, it had leather, if you will. And then you had um, the, the, the bones and the metal spikes, and I believe there was nine of them, don't quote me, but they would take that and it would hit that skin, and it would, when they pull it out, it would, it would hit the skin and then it would rip it. So it would, they were gaping holes. This wasn't just, 
it, it, it would have been bad enough just to be whipped, but this was actually, he was being scored. She was being tortured. That's what stripes means in Isaiah 53. With his stripes, with his tormented, tortured body and back, he was scourged. He had gaping holes everywhere. His organs were, were um, destroyed. And, and uh, let me see, then uh, um, for the, um, <clears throat> let's see, where do I want to go? Yet it pleased, in verse 10, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, and he put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. And we, we, we talked about in Leviticus that the high priest of the earth, the earthly high priest, not the heavenly high priest, which is now Jesus, but the earthly high priest would bring in offerings and for atonement for the sins of um, Israel. They would bring in the blood of the sheep, the pure blood of the sheep. Innocence is why they would do this. Pure, innocent sheep are known to be an innocent animal. So that was the analogy of that. These are foreshadows of what Jesus actually did on the cross as a human being. He was 100% man, and he was 100% God. He could have come to this earth. He could have been tempted. He could have fallen, but he didn't. He, he came to the earth in the woman's womb as a baby. He grew up, was called into the ministry at age 30. He went out for three years and shook the world to this day. Okay, but what he did on the cross, his whole reasoning, excuse me, for his whole reasoning for going on the cross, that was, can you imagine knowing that this is your mission? And, and, and he did it with uh, um, thankfulness uh, because he knew what the outcome was going to be. So Jesus went through a lot, but the point is, is, when he was tortured, Jesus was tormented. He was flogged. He was, uh, um, like I said, he was, uh, he was tortured. And um, he was, uh, excuse me, I wanted to see if I, want, I had to cover something. He was tortured by the Romans. He, he allowed it. He went to the cross like a sheep. Didn't say anything. Didn't fight them didn't defend himself. Of course he could have. He could have had legions of angels delivering him at any given time. But the reason why is because we talked about in our last session yesterday is that there was sin that someone had to pay the price, the consequence for sin. Adam and Eve were in the world, in the earth, close to God. Satan came to them. He lied. He deceived Eve. And Adam was not deceived. He fell. He sinned against God. Satan said, there's a better way. You're not going to die. God just doesn't want you to have more power, which was the lie. And, and, and Eve's going, okay, well, you know, hey, that sounds cool. You know, maybe we can do this and get away with it. And Adam's like, 
He knew, but he did it anyway. He sold out humankind. He sold out mankind. Don't be mad at Adam because basically what I believe is that Adam was just representing what mankind would have done no matter who it was. That's that's my opinion um, because, you know, we are all made the same. So Jesus came as the second Adam. He walked the earth 100% man. That means he could be tempted, and he was tempted. Three times he was tempted up in the pinnacle, turn the stone into bread, and um, jump off this cliff, and the angels will come get you. He was tempting Jesus to use his godly powers, uh, tempting Jesus to to eat on that 40-day fast, tempting Jesus to um, give Satan praise, and, uh, and, uh, and, and Jesus wouldn't do it. So he was tempted. And, and he defeated Satan. Now listen, he defeated Satan in the New Testament uh, with the old with the Old Testament law. All he was doing was defeating Satan through the Old Testament. That's why it says every jot and tittle had to come to pass because Satan, Jesus came and defeated. Um, Satan under the old covenant. Nothing had been done yet. He hadn't died on the cross yet. He whipped Satan under the old covenant. And, and he went to the cross and he paid the consequence. He paid the consequence of your sin and my sin because we were all like Adam. We all sinned, basically. It was all of us. Oh, yeah, we rebelled. We were rebellious. We were immoral. We were um, we 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 were very nasty. Okay, and someone had to pay that price. Someone had to pay for the consequence of that sin. And Jesus came. He accepted the challenge. The Father asked him, and the Holy Spirit was here leading him. Like he's leading you and me today. The Holy Spirit was his guide. He got, Jesus actually had to trust the Father, trust the Holy Spirit, that once he went to the cross and then he, he, he died in the natural and he went to hell for those three days, he had to trust that the Holy Spirit was going to raise him back up from the dead so that he could go back to heaven and take all of us with it. He had to walk in trust just like we're asked to. He had to follow the voice of God and the Holy Spirit. Remember how many times he said, it's not my thought, it's not my words, these are the Father's words, these are not my ways, these are God's ways. Uh, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He did everything just as the Father guided. He did everything that the Holy Spirit said to him. You see, he was acting just like we are today. So we should be able to trust the Holy Spirit through our battles. We should be able to trust God that he is going to bring us through. If you trust not, you have not. Okay? So Jesus defeated Satan, the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, as God and as man, just like Adam could have and Adam should have. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there, but... I don't want to get into all that. So now in, um, in um, 
Second Corinthians, we talked about it yesterday, chapter 4, verse um, 16, the word says now, I like the King James Version on this, it says now, Lori, Lori, let come boldly now because of this, you can come boldly to my throne of grace, which is power, that we may obtain mercy and find grace, which is power to help in time of need. Now, now we can come boldly because of what Jesus did is he paid the price of our rebellion once and for all. No more once a year with the high earthly priest having to make atonement for Israel's sins. That was a temporary fix until God could get Jesus to the earth. He was always trying to deliver his people, protect his people, gather his people towards him. He was gathering them year after year after year after year, hundreds of thousands of years, however long it took. But, but so Jesus came, Jesus whipped Satan, Jesus went on the cross, and he, he allowed himself, like the sheep, and he didn't say a word. He allowed, uh, he allowed these people to kill him. They, he allowed the torture. He allowed the torment. He allowed the abuse. It says in the word that he didn't even look like a man anymore. Well, come on. You've seen boxers. You've seen their face when they get plummeted a few times. Their face is all puffed up. Can you imagine being scourged? Can you imagine being beaten? Can you imagine thorns and nails in your body, thorns on your head? This guy was destroyed. Why? Out of love for you and for me. And what he did was, because he did this, now we can become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Everything that was Adam's and more is now ours because now we have the Holy Spirit in us and we have evidence of speaking in tongues and power and, and come to the throne. I mean, there's, there's so much more that came with the New Testament. Now, uh, man is no longer under the umbrellas. If you make a mistake, it's going to cost me. No, now I get to, if I sin, it's just going to affect me. It's not going to affect you. Where Adam, he sinned and it affected all of us. You see what I'm saying? So the, the new covenant in the New Testament is so much better, so much better. So the blood and, and the reason how you live, how you live um, in divine health is by understanding what Jesus did on the cross so he died for sin. He died for sickness. He died for disease. He died for rebellion. You can you can grasp it when you hear disease, uh, rebellion and iniquity and grief and sorrow. But when when it comes to Jesus died for my sickness and all my disease, people are like, huh? Yeah, I don't know. So no, it was. All of it, you're a new creation. Now you have to renew your mind daily because we're in this earth. We're in these elements, and we are subject to everything that comes against us. So we have to have the word of God in our ears and in our eyes, and we have to continually feed on the truth. 
especially when your body's under attack. You've got to realize there's so many ways I could go here. And I'm talking fast because I don't have a lot of time. And this is our last session. What you have to realize is that you take your car into an auto mechanic to get it tuned up. You take your car into an auto mechanic when you get in a wreck or, you know, somebody hits it in, in a parking lot. You take your car and you, you take it away from you and you bring it to someone else and it sits in there forever for however long it takes for that car to become whole again. Well, we are machines, but we are bodies. And our physical body needs to go to the garage. The garage is the word of God. So there are times in your life where you have to focus uh, and go to the garage, if you will. Don't be shocked when your body starts trying to do things you don't want it to do. Of course it's going to. This body is part of the earth. It was raised up from the dirt in Genesis, okay? It functions as, a, as an earthly body. It's been redeemed, but now I have to take the power that's in me, the power of the Holy Spirit, my new man in me. I got to go into that garage, and I got to read in the department that I need, which is, Healing scriptures, that's the garage. Don't think about anything else. Just go to the garage, take your body to the garage, take your mind to the garage, get healing scriptures. Come on, you can get tons of them on the internet and print them out. You can get them on your iPhone. All you have to do, I read um, 101 Old Testament and 101 New Testament scriptures uh, uh, almost every morning. You want to know how long that takes me? Six minutes, and that's comfortably doing it. Six minutes. Do you think getting better is worth six minutes of your time? See, it is a choice. It's a choice. And so what happens is when you read the word out loud, those scriptures that came from Keith Moore's website, Keith Moore, I don't know his, um, just put in Keith Moore and go to his website. He's a Christian man, powerful. Um, he has them right on his um, website available for you to print out. And you can read them. And, and I read my name in them. Lori, I healed you. And whatever the scripture is. I put my name in there. Why? Because I'm in the garage. My body's in the garage right now. My mind's in the garage. And, and I have things that come against my body. So I've decided that I'm going to realize that this is like a car. And I'm going to take my body to the garage. And the mechanic... And the fixer is the word of God. And what I do is I read the word over me because when you say it out loud, your body hears it and you're telling it every single day what it is, what it is. It's healed. It's been healed. It's delivered. It's, it's 101 Old Testament, 101 New Testament, six minutes. Your body gets saturated in the garage, in the garage every day. Read that six minutes at night, at noon. I don't care when you do it. You just do. You can do it in your car. But you have to. Your body is a thing, and it listens to you. It listens to you. And you have to read the word to it and tell it what it is. You are in control now. Your spirit is full of the Holy Spirit. You are in control with the word of God. But don't think because Jesus died on that cross 
and he was tormented and tortured for our rebellion, our sickness. Our, uh, he was tormented for everything that we did wrong. He took that upon himself. He gave us salvation. He gave us healing. He gave us financial gain. He healed everything. But don't think it just, da and there it is. Like I said, we live in the elements. We live in this world system. So you need to understand that when you come out of that garage, which may be a year, it may be a month, it may be two years, don't put a time limit on it. That's silly. That's silly. You don't put a time limit. You tell the, you put your car in the garage, and they're going to tell you when that car's ready. Well, sure, I mean, we're in the world system, and they can't hold on to it for a year. But you understand what I'm saying? The car's ready when the car's ready. Now, when your body's ready, your body's ready, okay? So I, I've been reading healing scriptures over my body for at least a year, and you guess what? I'm getting better. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, I've, got, I've come out of a lot of stuff this way. I have been attacked. I've been attacked many times. I've opened up doors for myself, uh, maybe too tired, maybe this, that, maybe sometimes it's just an attack. doesn't matter. My, my body needs to be well. My body was paid for by Jesus Christ. He, he paid for healing. He paid for it. So darn it, I'm going to take everything that he paid for, and I'm going to take the word, and I'm going to go in that garage, and I'm going to get better. That is how simple healing is. It has been done. So don't ask God to heal you. He already did. Thank him for it. Sure, you can say, Lord, you can go into your prayer closet and say, Lord, you know already, but my shoulder's out. You know, so then you get, you say, Father, I thank you. I take your word. I know Jesus died. He died for my, my shoulder. He died for all sin, all sickness, all disease. I thank you right now that because of that, I can take healing today. And it's mine. And I'm not going to let it go until it's manifested in that. That's my right. Then you get your scriptures and you read it over your shoulder. Okay? Until it's completely manifested. But you don't ask God again. You just thank him. You thank him for his word. I read the word and I say, thank you, Lord, that this is penetrating. That my body's a thing. My body bows to the word of God. My body bows to the name of Jesus. My body bows. It is a thing. It's a third party. It doesn't get to do what it wants to do. It acts like a child sometimes. And i got to boss it around with the word of God. That's how much power you have as a new creature in Christ Jesus. Don't wait for healing because you're praising a lot. Don't wait for healing because you're praying a lot, because you're trying to be good enough. Read the scriptures over your body. Jesus paid for it. He paid a high, high, high price for you to be whole and healed and walk in divine health. Wow, I had to get a lot out in a short amount of time. I hope that made sense. My time is up. Oh, I had a lot to get out. So, <laughs> I hope that made sense, my friends. Uh, divine health and healing. Jesus paid for it. It's all yours. It's all yours. God can't do anything more. He did it all through Jesus on the cross. 
That's why it said it pleased him to bruise Jesus in Isaiah 53. I believe it was verse 10. The reason why it pleased the Father to bruise Jesus, it, that doesn't mean he was sitting back going, oh, I'm so proud of him. He's being tormented. No, that means he was pleased because he knew that Jesus was dying once and for all. This penalty of Adam's fall, Adam's, uh, yeah, his fall, the penalty of that now on that moment, on that day was over. Jesus paid for the price once and for all. That's why he was pleased because he wanted you to know that and me. They didn't need it. Hey, they could have gone on. But they wanted you and I back so bad in their kingdom. They wanted us to be taken care of through love and blessings and healing and go, live eternally with him in his paradise like he planned in the very beginning. That's why it pleased him so he could get you. No, I know you're not perfect. I know you, you've sinned. I know it does. I it doesn't matter. He loves you anyway, and he loves me. Receive Jesus as your Savior, and that's over. It's history. You're born again. You're in the kingdom of God, and you don't earn it. You don't have to be saved 24 hours to start reading the word. As soon as you say, Jesus, come into my heart, I repent of my sins. Lord, do something with my life. You're in. The package is yours. But you got to renew your mind. you got to get the word of God out for your body when it's sick or if it's sick already, or gets hurt, and you, with doctors and all that, not against that, it all works together, but you must read the word to your body. It needs to hear it. you got to tell it what to do. Okay? So you don't have to be saved 24, 48 hours before you start that. You're in. You're son of God or a daughter of God right now when you receive the Lord. So with that, if you would like to receive the Lord, close your eyes real quick with me and say this. Father, I, I repent of my sins. I ask Jesus to come into my heart, heal, deliver, and save me. Thank you. I ask you to do something with my life. Amen. If you said that, congratulations. You are now a born-again creature. Everything that the Bible promises is yours. The blessing is upon you. Go to riversgateway.com, let us know, or you can let us know through social media, or find a born-again spirit-filled church, if you can, and uh, find someone who talks like me, that has the power, that was paid for, for you. Jesus paid a high, 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 high price to get us back, so that we could live in divine health, divine healing, and with joy, um, and uh, and let's take it. Let's let's take it and and demand it into into our bodies. Our bodies don't have. Uh, they're going to do what they want unless you tell it what to do. Okay, because the body uh, has its own will now, okay? and that's what happened with the fall of mankind in Genesis. Is the human body, the human person, developed their own will? And you know what? You always hear, uh, "Not my will, but yours, Lord." That's why. <laughs> because our will stinks, man. It does not bring anything good. It really doesn't. You think it does, but it doesn't. And so when you say, not my will, your will, you're saying 
that old man that was in the garden that fell. I don't want anything to do with that anymore because that just brings harm to me. Okay? All right? So when I say not my will but God's, that means blessed, healed, joy, peace. Yes, we go through stuff. You better believe it. But we have the power to go through it and come out on the other side, whole, healed, and well, and you still have your joy. Now, that's pretty good, okay? No addictions, none. God bless. I got to go. I know I've kept you guys. Love you. I hope you enjoyed this series. See you later.